make Jill intro it? What? Jill, Jill let's go. go for it. Intro. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> you can't. We can't. We can't put people on. The okay, spot like then that, you, do it. you do it. This is this is the afternoon snack podcast. Welcome back. It's episode sixty-eight, and we have with us today um, Jill Chris Lake, who is a coach with us with Tactic Nutrition, um, fellow Calgarian CrossFitter, respiratory therapist. <laughs> um, yeah, and just all around awesome human being. She's the one. Uh, thank God. We get so many recipe questions and we have for God years. is to thank. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice thank to have Jesus um, Christ for <laughs> Jill. It's nice to have someone to point to for <laughs> for food and recipe guidance because that's like our big thing that we don't do. But anyways, thanks for coming on. We've been no wanting problem. to do this one for a little while. So glad to finally rope you into our <laughs> podcasting room. Um, Alex. Yeah, I mean, I have some questions for you, but really it's just so that everyone can get to know you. Um, my first question that I have written down, who is Jill? Oh, I thought um, you were going to ask the question you told me you were going to ask. Well, you, are no. you asking Jill That's later. who is Jill? Who is am I? Who? Tell right. us about yourself. All right. The most interesting parts only, please. Uh-oh. Well, first I'm time you had, for, are you gay? <laughs> first time you had sex, all the most personal details. Alex Christ. <laughs> Like no, no don't, one comes on the show. Don't. Yeah, exactly. PG, please. Okay. Um, let's see. I'm get this right. 35. Uh, I'm a respiratory therapist slash nutrition coach and semi okay CrossFitter. I try. I think um, you're pretty okay. Yeah. Only okay though. You're pretty good. <laughs> uh huh. Um, what do you do? You want like full? What is so from when I was born to now? <laughs> sure. Did 19- you did you, where when 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 is your birthday? In July, July twelfth. Okay, very close. Yeah, very yeah. close to mine. Not mm. nineteen eighty six. I'm two years younger than you are. Oh, <laughs> um, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm July fifteenth though. So you're a Cancer. Yeah. You can't, yeah. Yeah. Nice. A crab like me. That's right. Yeah. That's all I know about it. I don't. It's the know water. Else, it's a water but... sign. Mm-hmm. How do you do? You like the water? Um. No. Um, not really. Are you very emotional? Mm, sometimes. Do you say you're fairly empathetic? You care deeply for, you, for others? Mm, sometimes. Okay, that's like a good way to If be. she's getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I can pretend. Yeah, that's, the, that's a good way to do it. So what is, so re- respiratory therapist, let's start there. So that's obviously your like sort of main profession. What is like, I, what does that entail for you? Um, so I work in the neonatal intensive care unit at the children's. Um, so it's anything from like super premature babies, um, that need help with breathing or like babies. We get a lot of babies that go for surgery. So then again, after surgery, they're often pretty sick and need the breathing machines and everything with that. Um, that's mostly it. Yeah. It's just only babies. I so don't. you only work with babies. Yeah, yeah that's really. I neat. don't like children. Um. <laughs> so what, okay, so that's the next question. Then, yeah. at what point, at what age does a baby become a child? What's the threshold? Um, I don't know. Like we what? don't. One. Like, I don't take care of any babies that are more than like a few months old. Usually. Oh, okay. So that's your threshold. You're like, ah. Is that a six-month-old? No. Six months is okay because yeah. they can't like talk yet or anything. Yeah. But like. <laughs> I don't really know when kids develop anyways. Like you could say, oh, that's if you like showed me a, I don't know, a a 14 month old child, I wouldn't even have the first like slightest clue 
is I'm like, is that a two year old? Is it yeah, six totally. month old? I, I have remember. no idea. Yeah, that's pretty neat. So, what is the the lung capacity of a, a like average like newborn baby? Um, so when we're like breathing for them, it's either we do between like four and six milliliters per kilogram. That so is... some of the babies are like half a kilogram. Yeah, that's yeah. really really small. So they're really tiny. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's cool. I enjoy it. Yeah. It must so, be a pretty like rewarding field to to be in. I bet like parents who have kids who are in who need something like that are probably just like you know very anxious and nervous about oh, it. Oh, totally, so and like, they have no idea what's going yeah. on. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Do you ever have to talk to the parents? Um, yeah, not as much as like the nurses. I feel like they're more the ones that deal with the parents a lot, but we do and like have to. Some have lots of questions that you have to kind of explain and want to know a lot. Like, engineers are really brutal for that. Oh, yeah. Sorry. All about the numbers <laughs> and, like, want to know what everything That's why I just means. asked for, like, and... lung capacity. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Need to know this in numbers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, a lot of parents just don't ask questions. They're just like, save my baby. And yeah, which that's is what the they care about, right? Like, first, exactly. Yeah. I wouldn't come in with a lot of questions until it was, like, clear that the baby was going to be like what's my child respiratory rate and volume like, yeah. just do it and then we'll talk about that yeah. later <laughs> yeah yeah so uh what's your schedule like because we know you do some night shifts yeah um so i'm part-time so my schedule is just kind of all over the place but it's a mix of day shifts and night shifts always seven to seven so either all day or all night um but there's no real like set schedule you just kind of pick it um no it's given to me like my part time um but there doesn't there's no like rhyme or reason to it yeah it's super random so which is good good for good for sleep patterns yeah well it's not the best yeah yeah so like how many night shifts would you work in a week on average um like it depends on the week but one or two okay yeah, sometimes I do three in a row, which is really terrible, because I only sleep for, like, maybe four hours. Man, that's so shift. brutal. Yeah. One time I took a, a red-eye flight, and I slept the whole way, and I still felt awful. Yeah. And I just best, don't know how people do it. I feel like you get used to it. I do think that you get used to it. Yeah. Well, what do you get used to? Feeling exhausted. Just feeling yeah. tired? <laughs> yeah. You're like, this isn't new to me? you can deal with it. Okay. Like, you can just, yeah. I don't think your body figures out some magical way to function on less yeah. sleep. I no, think you just get you used just, to the effects. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like being cold. It's like you just, you know what's coming. You know, like, how bad it's going to be, what it's going to feel like when your toes finally do warm up. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't make it easier no. necessarily. Yeah. yeah. You can brace for it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So it doesn't sound so bad after all. No. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Love it. It is fine. And surprisingly, I'm able to like work out fairly well after nights. Like my workouts aren't terrible or anything. So it doesn't seem like you miss a lot of gym sessions. Never. Because of, yeah. I don't think I've ever missed one. That's so good. (laughs) Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, so you, okay. So I remember when you walked into the gym, I don't remember how many years it was ago. We both go to OBT, um, in Calgary and you walk, it must've been, eight eight years ago seven i literally looked this up before i came here oh. i started there in 2013 oh wow so it was like nine years ago yeah okay so i had started there i think in 20 2012 
2013, around the same time, mm. would have made sense. And um, I remember when you walked, because you were with your mom. Okay, yeah. I started initially with my brother. Okay. He was the one who wanted to go there because he's like, if you picture me, but like six feet tall, but like the same weight. Okay. That was my brother. Okay. <laughs> so he was like, will you come to this gym with me? I want to like try and gain muscle or whatever. And I was like, sure. And then he didn't last very long. And, <laughs> and look at you. And then my mom came with me for a while and then she quit. And then a friend of mine came with me for a while and then Mike made us do the sled test and she quit. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, reasonable. <laughs> the sled reasonable. test is every, it's an e-mom of four minutes. Yeah. And you have to do a hundred feet there, 50 feet there and back. So 100 feet on the minute mm-hmm. for four minutes with 35 kilos on it. Yeah. He only made us do, I think 15. Okay. 15 yeah. kilos. And like she was lying on the floor and then she threw up. And then, like, lied on the couch for a while. Yeah. And then never came back. It's <laughs> beautiful. Like, cool. What is Thanks. that? Thanks. Fairy tale <laughs> story. Yeah. So, were you doing, like, personal training when you yeah, first started? Yeah, so I was only going once a week just for personal training. And then um, I slowly, like, then I was doing, like, remote programming still at, like, a Globo gym. And then eventually they were like, you should come here all the time. And I was like, okay. So, I, like, never intended on doing CrossFit. But then somehow they just like indoctrinated yeah. me, and they were like, "Now we you're going to do some kipping pull-ups." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And they're like, we're going to learn how to Olympic lift, and I was like, "Okay, cool." And Fine. Then, yeah. So with like all those three people quitting, what made you stay? I just really liked it, and yeah, I don't know. It was just really fun, and I was like, <clears throat> obviously, when I started, like insanely weak. And then, like, just starting to get, like, stronger and being able to... Well, it took me forever to be able to do a pull-up, but, like, that's quite the milestone. Like, how long did it take? Like, two years, Wow. Yeah. Was that one of your goals coming in? Were you just like, I'm just going with my mom, but going with my brother, I'll see how I do? Yeah, totally. It was like, sure. Like, I was always went to the gym, but, like, you know, more, like, cardio and, like, some machines or whatever. So Yeah. Were you, like, on the elliptical? Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Stairmaster. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because cardio is what makes you fit. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, as you probably saw, I had like no muscle whatsoever. And like, literally like back squatting the bar. Yeah. And like terrified to add like five I, pounds. I did want to like... yell out a couple times, be careful. <laughs> You're going to break in half. <laughs> no, I was, uh, I remember thinking like, she's like, I don't remember thinking anything about you when you first came because I don't make judgments. But I remember watching you, like, of course, because we, we were at OBT over the years. And, like, we never really talked that much. We were, like, we said hi. Mm-hmm. Um, I did well, feel like you were... It's two people who don't really talk to other people. Exactly. Go yeah, on. we were, <laughs> like, tricky. scared yeah. of each other almost. <laughs> yeah. And so then... But I watched your growth. And, like, like to think... I remember when you got your muscle up, first mm-hmm. muscle up. And I was like, Jill? <laughs> like, of course, I, I... It's like thinking back to when you first started and being like jill got a muscle up but then i also think well jill isn't the jill that was the jill before yeah yeah anyways i just think it's really cool and i think it speaks to who you are and like what you do to to come from not being able to do a pull-up to now being able to do a muscle up Mm -hmm. it's pretty crazy i'll ask a question it's not crazy but it's cool yeah i hope it's not too much of a leading question like i don't lead you to the answer but i'll tell you i have a theory on goals just generally and i think that a lot of people when they set goals kind of inadvertently hold themselves back. Like for example, 
if someone wants to run a half marathon and they set, they say, well, I need to decide what my goal pace is going to be. And this is a half marathon that is maybe like eight months away. Um, I'm inclined to tell that person, well, why don't you make instead a training goal and then let the goal pace come to you? So I have this thing with, with goals. I think sometimes setting a, for like for, in this case, a pace goal, like what if you can actually run 30 seconds faster per mile, but you don't know because Mm -hmm. you set that goal and you stuck with it, even when your training was actually going way better than that. So you have, you have, you've checked off a lot of milestones when it comes to goals in the gym. Like what was your process with, I guess, setting those. And then like, did you, did you set those goals or did you kind of like, did your coach set them? Yeah. How did that, how did that process go? Like, how does, I guess this is kind of an abstract question, but like, (laughs) how do, how do gym and performance goals kind of come to you? I feel like I've never really set like timelines for goals because then I feel like if you don't reach your goal on that specific like date or whatever, then you feel like you failed. Yeah. Um, and I feel like when I first started, well, obviously getting like a pull up was a goal because that's like when you're strong. Like, yeah. Only cool people can do pull ups, right? <laughs> but other than that, I've never really like set specific like goals. Like obviously I want to like get a muscle up eventually and mm-hmm. whatever, but I didn't have like a even like a year that I wanted to do. Yeah. It was just like slowly. It's kind of like working. you just, yeah, you, you work, you check in on it. You're like, okay, I'm getting closer. I'm getting mm-hmm. better. I'm going to go back to work, check in on it. Like, oh, I'm getting really close. I'm going to go back to work and like, boom, got to pull up. Yeah. And so now it's like, all right, I have this thing. So I'm going to, now I'm going to develop capacity with this thing that I have. And the pull up is going to take me to a muscle up or, um, you know, the pressing is going to take me to a handstand push up, just some, like something like that. So it just yeah. kind of evolves as a byproduct of what you do every day. So it took you two years to get a pull up and then how long to get a muscle up? Um, I feel like many years after that, when did I get my first muscle up, like a few years ago, I want to say. So another few years. Another few years at least. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I feel like there's such a like rush. Like it's, it's not, it's just. Well, no, I, like, what I, I think yeah, is amazing yeah. is like that, it, that you're just like that timeline there was no timeline there's this huge rush like people start doing crossfit and they're like this is the line and i hate this line people will say well i've been doing crossfit for eight months i feel like i should and then fill in the blank i should be able to do that yeah i'm like well you shouldn't be able to do anything more than you can do right now (laughs) like what is that i think and the reason why we're asking you a lot of these questions um is because um we like and well how am i going to say this i don't not to make you feel bad, but I think we struggle to, nece- to to connect with people who are starting, not necessarily from scratch, but we came in, like I've been an athlete my entire life. I kind of mm-hmm. came into CrossFit like pretty good. Um, like I had been lifting when I was a teenager, that sort of thing. Um, and I think it people people who, who are our clients, we can say like, well, why do you feel like you should? That's ridiculous. Like you no, you shouldn't be able to do a muscle up. Do you practice every day? And they can look at us and be like, well, how do you know how I feel? Well, it's, we, do you know what I'm saying? Do you know yeah, what I'm trying I feel like to say? Sometimes, um, sometimes people and clients just kind of write off our certain parts of our advice because I think that they like, put so a good. wall between. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's not even necessarily, a, uh, well, I guess it is a, like somewhat a virtue of our, um, experience in this sport, but also it's like they, it's, 
they don't want to listen to someone like us all the time because I think it there might be a, like situations where even great advice or information coming from like us makes some people feel like some kind of way. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, you will get a pull up. It might take a few years, and they, I'm sure, on the other end of the they're line, like, they're like, <laughs> yeah, who like f you, you Why know, you like you don't know how traffic, hard it is, Alex, <laughs> yeah. or like, wow, you got a push up like i am genuinely excited for that person and what they think is like oh well it's nothing compared to what you can do and yeah it's like, exactly but it, that's not how i approach my job here yeah yeah anyway so i think it's it's cool like you're you definitely like do you feel that you can connect with clients a little in a different way um obviously it's nutrition but i think there are some overlaps with fitness yeah totally. it's like small progress daily progress without thinking about the end goal every single day will get you there mm-hmm. over time oh yeah for sure yeah yeah and you've like you've lived that. i mean but we like we've all lived that like mm-hmm. we all yeah we that all every started at day. the same place yeah. at mm-hmm. one point like the, the starting point is relative yeah it's your commitment to like that process of improvement and yeah. it's just like keep doing that or like you know jill might say well i'm never gonna be able to squat 300 pounds so why even like try but it's like but you might be able to squat 200 one day i don't know what your numbers are not I don't that. can you squat three like <laughs> I can't even can you squat 300 well <laughs> but you know what I mean like yeah. just because you might not ever be able to squat 300 because of your genetics doesn't mean you shouldn't get in the gym and like yeah. exactly. squat every day yeah. or squat a couple times a week it's yeah. absurd just because I can't do what they can do means I'm not going to do it at all that's like the worst logic yeah 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 that's yeah i hope i'm not coming off the wrong way here no no not at all i've been listening the whole time and i think this is great okay me too (laughs) (laughs) um so okay my next question is about competing Mm -hmm. when did you enter into your first crossfit competition and like Mm -hmm. how was that for you um terrifying um but fun i guess i don't remember what year it was i did a competition at crossfit above all which doesn't even exist anymore um because I had a friend that went there and she convinced me to do it. And I didn't die. <laughs> I ripped my hands really bad and there was like blood running down both my hands from toast bar. Um, and That's I think a I successful threw up on my way home, driving home the first <laughs> yeah. day. Was that, over. you pulled over, mm-hmm. you didn't go out the window while you no, were still driving. No. <laughs> Done that before. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun and... I feel like every competition is a really good, like, learning experience. And even if you feel like you're not good enough, you should just, like, go ahead and do it. Like I'm going to do in Canlist this summer. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, what kind of – I know we're asking tough questions, but, like, what kind of things did you learn at, like, a c- couple of your first competitions? If um, you can think back. Same thing I learn at every competition that I need to get stronger, which is, like, a never-ending process um because people are so strong like what the tell me about it (laughs) so that's like always kind of one thing at competitions where i'm like oh like why do i even bother because like i'm never gonna be able to lift what these people can lift but like you just have to go in and do your best and like um as long as you can do most of the movements then like just go there and have fun and i feel like you don't ever push yourself as hard in the gym as you do in a competition. So it's always a really good, like, way to see what you're actually capable of. Because in the gym, you're never going to, like, push as hard as you can, like, where you're going to throw up. Because why would yeah. you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
your body doesn't like to do that. It no, exactly. That for <laughs> special. But situations. there's just something about competing. Even like I'm not even a competitive person, but just like the atmosphere and like you just push yourself a lot harder. So I really like that part. Yeah. I think being at OPT and working out by yourself, like you're with other people in the gym, but you're doing your own programming. Um, the competition aspect allows you to kind of make connections with people mm-hmm. that maybe other people are getting if they do CrossFit classes. Yeah, totally. Um, like There's you're kind of like suffering together. Yeah. And, the, and I remember having that when I was at an affiliate, like you, you do grace and everyone is on the ground at the end and you, you're connected with yeah, people. Totally. You don't necessarily have that at OPT. So no. having um, like competition opportunities or doing the open um, can be a really good way to like connect with people on a different, in a different way yeah, as totally. well. I feel like OPT is kind of not really not a CrossFit gym. Like everyone like thinks of CrossFit when they have like group classes and then they like hang out after or go for yeah. a brunch or whatever. Like everyone's so like individual and I feel like everyone's pretty like focused mm-hmm. at the gym. Like, you chat a little bit, but not like. It's most one of the people. things I like, like about OPT. Yeah, is that me too. Because entire... I'm not there to hang out and chat with people. Like exactly. I, yeah, I'm there to do my workout and go home. But. Exactly. Have you ever done a CrossFit class? I did one in Ireland, and it was a partner workout, and I had to be with a random person that I didn't Ugh. know. But it was really. That's fun. the worst. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? It's actually horrible. <laughs> Like, it's oh like god. the worst when they first say it and then after you're like okay it wasn't that bad it was i survived fine, it but you're like oh my god am i gonna look stupid like mm-hmm. and then the guy asked what gym i went to and i told him and he's like oh mike fitzgerald and i was like oh shit you think i'm one of those opt <laughs> people and i am not i'm not that good yeah <laughs> but well, it was fine when was that um i don't know probably six or seven years ago yeah yeah yeah. And there was pistols in the workout and I was like, I can't do pistols. So I had to like hold my partner's hand to like <laughs> Oh god. Yeah. yeah they were like, just do like partner pistols and I was like, Oh my god. Okay, yeah. okay. I I have this I hate touching other people. Mm. Like when I don't know if Except for me, thing, of course. Well yeah, naturally. <laughs> Sometimes. Um I don't like I'm yeah, I have to touch your feet for massage. Ugh. Um Okay. Hey, feet thing. are gross though. Yeah, they are. Mine yeah. aren't. Mine aren't. Um uh, did you have this in, in Canada? It's not as bad as rubbing sunscreen on someone's back. <laughs> yeah. Um, in So in the U.S., there's these there's like physical fitness tests as part of like elementary mm. education. Did you have that no. here? Okay. Um, so we would have these, these it, it would be like maxed, like max flex arm hang, max pull-ups, like one mile run, I think like V-sit, so like sit and reach. And then one of the tests was um, max sit-ups in mm-hmm. like a period a minute i don't know but you would always have to partner up and like one person would hold the other person's oh, feet, feet yeah. and i and was your partner in bare feet no but it didn't <laughs> even matter like just the feeling of having to hold someone someone's feet through their shoes i like ugh, i hate it i don't like touching <laughs> other people and that's a testament to how much you love me it is especially because you get like bi-weekly foot massages <laughs> but anyways i was just that made me think of that i don't i have an issue when gyms like it is assume that i don't know i don't okay think i'd want that. to touch someone's hold someone's hand so can you do pistols mm. now was that like the catalyst yeah. to, to get <laughs> that no i don't think so <laughs> doing them today i was doing them today. yeah i um sometimes when you when you go to a gym they'll have like handstand practice and then again you like pair up and like you kick up and then your partner like catches your feet mm-hmm. or whatever yeah. and like two issues with that again you're making an assumption that 
people are okay touching other people. Mm -hmm. And then the second issue I have with that is like, is there a, is that an an insurance problem? Like you're basically allowing someone who is not an insured trainer, not covered by your gym insurance to hold someone upside down. Like that seems problematic. (laughs) Did you ever have to do junkyard dog with a partner in warm up? Yes. I always hated that too. I don't like, did you know that warm up? No. Basically you go into like a V or and someone crawls under you oh, okay. and then you have to yeah, go yeah, into yeah. a ball. So it's like a warm up. Yeah. And it's just like, we're all adults here, you yeah. know, let's not touch. I each feel other. like people love those weird warm ups though. That just scared the shit out of me. <laughs> hang on. Hang on. All right. We had to cut away cause Brenda appeared in the doorway, but, um, <laughs> let's move on to, um, yeah, the next question. So obviously, um, you are an experienced nutrition coach. You've been working with us for, a little over a year. So kind of tell us the background of your, um, your interest and experience with coaching nutrition and, you know, why it's something that you choose to do, um, you know, part-time in addition to your job as a respiratory therapist. Sure. Um, I feel like growing up, I've, I always like ate super healthy. And, um, then when I started actually trying to like work out and get stronger, I started paying more attention to, nutrition and I wasn't really getting stronger fast enough I didn't think or whatever and then so I decided to kind of start tracking and see what I was eating and like I bet I was eating probably like 1400 calories a day yeah because I just didn't like I would eat tons of like vegetables and salads and like I wasn't hungry yeah but I was eating like not nearly enough and like no protein I'd have chicken (laughs) at like lunch and dinner maybe yeah that was it Um, So that's kind of where I started getting into like tracking macros and then I just found it really interesting. Um, So I started kind of learning more about it and then I signed up for a online course in nutrition um, just through a school in BC called Alive Academy. And then that was really interesting. So then I decided that maybe I wanted to do some coaching or um, so I took the precision nutrition course which was really good but it didn't really there's like maybe one chapter on macros and it's essentially like only elite athletes should track macros yeah 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 um so then I did the uh, working against gravity nutrition course which was like only macros yeah Um, so that was really good and then at the same time I was working um just like on a Facebook group with macro tracking just like kind of as like a volunteer coach I suppose yeah um and I really liked that so then I had like a couple clients here and there over the years um and then I saw that you guys were hiring and I was like oh maybe I should just apply and see what happens and then here we are so um yeah I was always really interested in it but I didn't really know like how to even go about like how do you get clients? Like, you know, so I wanted to just work for like a company where I didn't have to do that part of it myself. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I've been tracking macros for like eight or nine or 10 years at this point. Other than like being on vacation and stuff, I'm like still pretty consistent with it, which is good. Um, and then, yeah, I just really like helping other people um, get healthier and feel better and actually 
eat enough if that's their issue like mine was because it makes such a huge difference in how you like feel and perform at the gym yeah I think a lot of people and we'll we'll talk about like common client issues I think a lot of people do it's like eating enough consistently Mm because I think there's this pattern that that happens where people eat maybe a little too much and then they restrict and this can happen and then they eat too much again and then they restrict and that can be like day to day or it can be a pattern that occurs you know a high week and then a low week and then a high week. And it can be completely like subconscious. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. They don't even know it. Yeah. And I think that it just makes you feel bad to be like that. So when I think there's this big push in this, in the space, um, to eat, you know, eat more. And I think that there are people that do need to eat more, but I think there's a lot of people that just need to eat more consistently. Yeah. Just like whatever that means. Healthier options. Exactly. Yeah. As well. Yeah. So that's really neat. What, um, so you've been tracking macros for eight or nine years. What about that specific tool um, is so useful to you? Um, I think for the first like long time, probably to make sure I eat enough because um, I do eat like a lot of vegetables and like foods that really fill you up, mm-hmm. but don't have a ton of calories. So, um, and then also the protein, um, to make sure that I eat enough protein, which is like, I'd say most clients' main issue yeah. when they first start for sure is like they eat 50 grams of protein a day. And it's crazy. Like, you need to eat more than double that. Yeah. And it's like, like what, how? Like, well. Yeah. So that's really useful. Um, yeah. I find like tracking your food. And even just when you first start, like people just, you have no idea what is the macro breakdown of what you eat and it's really eye-opening yeah even like a a a chicken breast which i think when i think about you know i can look at a chicken breast and like tell you what probably it is Mm size-wise and protein-wise but if you for most people if you're like how much protein is in that they have no idea idea. yeah so it's i've always thought macros is a really powerful educational tool Mm -hmm. because it gives you it's essentially like um it gives you a lens to look at food through where you can kind of just be running these calculations and that's you know, there's a, a fine line between being like food obsessed and just like constantly like running calculations and counting mm-hmm. calories and being food aware. And I think yeah. macros really work well to create awareness in like the modern food environment. And then whether you use them long term, I think is person dependent. Um, but yeah, I think that education, educational component is is really powerful. Yeah, definitely. Or like people will get a salad at like McDonald's and be like, Oh, I had a salad. But really that salad has more calories than like a burger Chicken sandwich. Yeah. And just they just like, have no idea. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's like salads at like Earl's and Moxie's, which are restaurants that we have here. They're chain restaurants and they're, their salads are like over a thousand yeah. calories. And people think that by getting a salad, they're choosing like a healthy option. And yeah. Assuming it's like, like calorie, it might be healthy because it has greens and yeah. it has like you know cheese is not unhealthy like i mean healthy and unhealthy is just yeah, like it's subjective not a, totally but they yeah it is healthy it's whole foods it's like you know dressing olive oil healthy fat it's mm-hmm. like but yeah so but it's also it. not healthy yeah. to be eating so many yeah. so many calories if especially if you're somebody who struggles with their body weight mm-hmm. um i definitely notice like clients will be like the first time they log a restaurant item oh yeah or like i've had a client i think i've the, they logged like a beef dip 
and it was just like bread, beef, and like broth. And then it was like 300 calories. Mm -hmm. And I went onto the website. It was Cheesecake Factory, like beef dip. Yeah. And it, it was, was like 1200 calories. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm not losing weight. And that's not their fault. No. That's our job we to educate not educated them. educated about that, like. We should have a course in high school on like general nutrition or something. Yeah. Oh, but, but as soon as you start talking yeah, about you putting can. nutrition and yeah. it's yeah. science, it sci it it isn't in some respects, but it it is. Yeah. It's difficult. It's a tricky topic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with the schooling thing. Um, but yeah. So today we were going to talk a little bit about meal prep, um, and then maybe if you're somebody who doesn't want to track what some some tips are to get started with changing your nutrition without you know diving straight into tracking which is something we do with some of our clients yeah. who don't want to track which is completely fine it's definitely not the easiest tool to use from like a coach client perspective but it's something that is doable and it's doable if you don't want to coach so we'll talk about that um so for meal prep what do you do for meal prep? And like, what do you usually recommend for your clients? I don't do like standard meal prep where like I spend all day Sunday cooking the meals for the week or whatever. But what I like to do is just cook a few like bulk things. Um, so like I'll cook a bunch of chicken breasts and then a bunch of rice and a bunch of sweet potato or something. So then I have that like ready to make my meals with. Um, I find a lot of people don't like meal prep because they don't want to eat the same thing every day for five days or on the fifth day, like it's soggy and disgusting. Um, so that fifth day is a real problem for people. <laughs> right. They can do four. Yeah. But number five. It's a lot. Like yeah. I don't want to eat the same thing every day. And some yeah. people are totally fine with that. But um, so what I like to tell people to do is, yeah, just make a bunch of different options so like i could use the chicken in multiple things i can make and then i also i don't personally prep vegetables ahead of time because i find them gross yeah but what i would suggest would be to like wash their vegetables and cut them up and have them like ready to go because a lot of the time people will be like oh i don't have time yeah to, like, wash it and cut it up and cook it so if you get all that part done then you just have to grab it out of the fridge and steam it or eat them raw or whatever they're just they're there and they're yeah. ready to go and same thing with fruit then there's kind of no excuse to like not eat it and then also if you like frozen um vegetables then that's always a good option too. yeah we definitely keep like an emergency mm -hmm. frozen veggie supply yeah, me too. they're not my favorite no but, but they're when in you're a pinch yeah are you like you got to unpack your green beans and you're like these are moldy yeah <laughs> Um, totally. you, you get the stir fry mix out of the freezer yeah. and it's like, well, stir fry mix it is. Exactly. We always have in our, our house, cause there will be days where we plan to go to the grocery store or we plan to cook dinner and we're like, shoot, we don't have time mm -hmm. or plans change. And so we always, almost always have rice on the ready. Um, or like you can buy those like pre-packaged mm -hmm. like microwave rice, yeah, which aren't even that just, bad. Just in case. Yeah. yeah. And they have like, like a little bit of extra fat usually, but it's not yeah. bad. No. And they're they're pretty good. Yeah, they taste really good. Actually. You can usually get a nice jasmine. A and, lovely um, jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we so we always have rice ready, and then we always have frozen meat, like mm -hmm. uncooked, pre-packaged pieces of fish that you can buy really anywhere, like yeah. at the frozen 
area. So we usually have like salmon and then you can just thaw them or you can, you can actually steam frozen cod. Like it's or any like skinless. You could have, you could do salmon. It just wouldn't be probably tilapia good. too. Yeah, any kind of frozen yeah. fish. If you have a like a steamer basket, yeah. it takes or an air fryer. Yeah. <laughs> any any kind of like quick cooking device, yeah. and that's like, is it going to be gourmet? Probably not. But it's like, will it's, your kids eat it? Nope, for <laughs> sure not. Yeah. Honestly, like not the worst thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that my mom does, and we, we don't do this because we don't we have time. Um, usually to make dinner and we like very simple meals, but she'll make a batch of something for, um, her and my dad herself and my dad. And then she will freeze two servings together. Yeah. Two different, like four yeah. servings, but two separated to reheat. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if she doesn't want to cook one day or they're getting home from vacation. And I know some people who do that, like they'll make a big batch of chili. Yeah. So they I have like 10 too. servings. So yeah. it, it feeds the whole family. We did, in a we pinch. did a couple like chili batches this winter and it is, it works really well. Yeah, but and it's it funny. reheats really good too. Yeah. It, but you mentioned that you're like, well, why don't you just make extra and put it in the freezer? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're telling someone the most profound thing they've ever heard. It's like, yeah. well, I've never even thought about doing that. Or yeah. sometimes I, I make like, sausages and if i make nine i put two in the freezer and i keep them there so that when i come back from vacation Mm. the next morning i have a sausage it's difficult because like we want to talk about meal prep and we have tips but even when we get clients like everyone's life looks different exactly some people don't want to do the sunday meal prep some people just want to use leftovers from dinner so like meal prep can mean so many different things Mm -hmm. i think what they tend to think of is like what you see on Instagram where you get like exactly just like the mass of like <laughs> pre-packaged hundred <laughs> meals. <laughs> it's like nobody wants that. No. Yeah. Um, or like I find for breakfast, uh, instant like overnight oats can be mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. Or even cooking a big batch of oats in the like slow cooker or instant pot. Is really yeah. Good I used You're- to do like a week's worth of steel cut oats just mm-hmm. in like a, um, like a big pot and then just like, reheat it that it yeah. reheats great like yeah. oatmeal reheats perfectly yeah it's great yeah so i'm gonna put you on the spot here Kay. before we move on to protein specific protein meal prep what what three tips do you have like or things to buy something that will make your life easier when meal prepping three things okay um prep things that you enjoy not things that you think you should be eating oh like, that's a good one i feel like people think they should be eating Chicken, rice, chicken, broccoli, broccoli and rice. <laughs> exactly. So stereotypical right? of them. And like I eat that all the time and I love it, but not everyone loves chicken, broccoli and rice. Some people get toots from broccoli. Exactly. Like so, Alex Parker. <laughs> <laughs> so make things that you are going to enjoy, especially because when you're reheating it, like it's never as good as when it's fresh. So second tip, make things that reheat well. Oh, yeah. So like don't pre- meal prep like five days worth of fish because that's gross <laughs> don't be the person who brings fish to the yeah. office so we're on the plane <laughs> <laughs> that's a good tip that's yeah. a pro tip it is yeah don't be that person um so things like chili reheats really well or i don't know things that don't Chick- get soggy chicken, chicken broccoli and rice yeah exactly <laughs> maybe not the broccoli not I the don't broccoli know. don't yeah. do broccoli um, I find like stir fries do really well mm-hmm. reheated mm-hmm. and sometimes actually get more delicious the longer they sit in yeah. the sauce. That's true. So, yeah. Um, 
the third one. Well, I feel like you already gave the like the pre-cut your vegetables. Yeah, which is oh, one yeah. That's, that's a good one too. I was yeah. hoping that you would talk about your Instapot. Oh, you love that thing. I love that, and I love my air fryer. Oh, the air like, fryer, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was gonna correct you. Okay, and say so no, I also fryer. love my instant pot. I cook chicken in it. Which like it which ones do you have? Because you go online. I've thought about buying one There's of each like of these million. things. What do you have? What brand do you my know? My air fryer is a Ninja. Okay. Um, and it's would you like, recommend it? Yes. Okay. Definitely, it's an air fryer, but it's also like an indoor barbecue type thing. So it has like an insert that's uh, like a grill, yeah. which I love. Okay. Because I don't have a barbecue and like I just cook like two burgers on it. And Does it is it comparable to, to I think a barbecue? So. Maybe not. Do you get like quite. a char? Yeah, you do get a char. Okay, so mm-hmm. you you can get the cancerous. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, all the cancer just like a barbecue. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, my air fryer gets used like daily, sometimes multiple times a day. So how long would it take to make like potatoes in the air fryer? How many minutes? Um, like, like faster than an potato? oven, or like baby, well, like potatoes. baby potatoes. Oh, they'd be like ten minutes. That's uh, the oven it's is what quick. thirty, forty, not forty. Okay, yeah, <laughs> that's like a real potato. Maybe. Okay, okay, you're making noted, like crunchy noted. Potato okay, balls. so yeah. Meredith, we're gonna have to get some baby potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and then the Instapot is different yeah that's a pressure cooker okay yeah so that alex is learning so much yeah. today we've actually used an instapot at your sister's yes that's right for They're chicken great too it I does cook, a really good i job always cook my chicken in it because then it takes like 10 minutes and then you can just like shred it and yep then you like throw in some salsa with the chicken yeah. in the instant pot is that what you like do a, always yeah. yeah okay do you want to get and one it's great <sighs> maybe okay i have this weird thing where i like i don't like raw meat and i won't touch it so, so with the instant pot, I just throw it in and it gets cooked and I don't have to touch it. Yeah, you literally you can like open the container and with then like drop it in. With, yeah. Yeah. Or like use a fork. Yeah. yeah. So what, what's your favorite instant pot recipe? Chicken. Chicken. Yeah. Um, but chicken with, with salsa and taco seasoning mm. or some Frank's hot sauce Delicious. and ranch powder. Okay. That actually sounds really yeah. good. So good. Yeah. Alex can't have taco seasoning. That also gives her the tooth. It, I haven't had it in many years because mm. it used to really mess my stomach up. But mm. we'll try it. You could like make your own if you know. What yeah, I do. I do know. Yeah. You put in like you mean chili you know powder. how Meredith makes it and you eat it. No, I've I've actually used a recipe before. Okay, it's um <laughs> it's from the recipe book Looney Spoons and it's called mm. Taco of the Town, oh. and you make your own taco seasoning. Mm-hmm. It's not as good. But yeah, it, it doesn't works. have the MSG. It does a trick, so. no. Um, okay, so tips on protein. Obviously, we just talked about chicken. You don't do fish for multi-day meal preps. Any other ones? You do a lot of, like, protein powder re- recipes, it seems. Yeah. Like, you do... So, so. You, you were you were the original protein pudding creator. Right. Yeah. I don't... I did create it. I don't know where... I saw the recipe somewhere. Don't, I don't spend say that. a lot don't of time that. She was Pinterest. the original right. creator. I made it from scratch. <laughs> don't... Yeah, don't sell <laughs> yourself short here. <laughs> she put it on my radar. Yep. Yeah, that's a good one, actually. I really like protein pudding. Um, and then I eat a lot of Greek yogurt. Very good snack or like breakfast um have you ever tried skier which is like the icelandic i have not i will say i had skier last night i had greek yogurt today at lunch Mm -hmm. yeah 
Greek yogurt is better. You it's think like so? It's like really thick, isn't it? The skier is really thick. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really thick. Like it's not quite thick. as sweet usually. The Greek yogurt is more like traditional yogurt. Yeah. Yes. So I prefer that. But I think I would prefer that too. Both are good. Both are good in their own way. But I think Greek is more like what I used to eat with yo- regular yogurt. Yeah. And then I put cashew cereal in it, which mm-hmm. is high in protein, mm-hmm. and bloobs, Love which bloobs. is short for blueberries. Yeah. yeah, I think we all know that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Um, if you have a good protein powder, putting that in plain Greek yogurt, it's really good too. And then it makes it even higher. In that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So like, what really would you mix? What flavor? Chocolate? You could do chocolate. Um, I have a birthday cake one that's really mm. good. Yep. Yeah. SFH has coffee. See, which is really good. That one would be too. good. Yeah. yeah. That one's good. They and also have churro flavor, yeah, I think. something like that. I haven't really tried the churro too. yet, no. but it's, uh... I find when you mix protein powder into things like oatmeal, Greek yogurt, it depends. Like it really, you have to have the right protein. Otherwise Mm -hmm. it's like all you taste is kind of like the food plus like whatever artificial sweetener they use. So I think, uh, and don't put too much in. Exactly. It overpowers it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you work with a lot of people who are new to macros. Mm -hmm. Um, what would you say are the most common sticking points? I know you talked about protein being low. Like when I coach and I don't coach a ton of people brand new to macros, but I usually kind of send them the plan and then I give them some time to kind of figure it out because there needs to be some like learning on their end. And it can usually, I can't tell them what to go and buy at the grocery store. I can't tell them what food to make. Like they kind of have to work it Mm -hmm. themselves. And then once they have a couple days under their belt, they can almost see it's like, how do you think you're doing? Oh, well, I'm seeing that I'm really high in fat. Mm -hmm. And then we go from there. Um, Do you help people? Do you give them recipes or do you kind of do the same thing? Are you kind of like, no, I kind of do the same thing. But for the first few days, like I tell them to just, just, get used to logging what you're eating and don't pay attention to the macros and then we can go through and look and see where we need to like add things or change things up but just to not try to hit your macros for the first little bit because that's gonna be too overwhelming um and then some people just get it really quick some people it takes some time and then um i just help give them tips on usually how to increase protein (laughs) yeah um and then yeah just I think people just really need to be patient with themselves because it's a a learning curve for sure. And people can get really frustrated if they're having a hard time hitting their macros. Um, So just I'm patient with them, but they also have to like be patient with themselves and realize it's not going to come overnight for most people because it's totally new. Yeah. 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 I think a lot of people probably have the assumption that a coach is not going to be particularly patient. So when you are a patient person and you like you show them patience, Mm -hmm. I feel like they're more likely to be patient with themselves. Yeah. Because macro, especially if you're new to macros, there's like four different numbers you have to worry about. And then like not to mention like behavior changes. And it's really like you want to be changing, like focusing on one thing at a time instead of trying to nail like, you know, seven to ten new things. Exactly. It's a lot. And sometimes focusing on the one thing will help change three or four other mm-hmm. things naturally over time. Yeah. Like, like the, the protein one tends to, if you can get someone to eat, like eat the right amount of protein, that's going to kind of start to control calories a little bit more. Yeah. It helps to control hunger. It helps to change eating behaviors mm-hmm. versus trying to like focus on each of those individually or start doing like, start focusing on them all at once. Like yeah, maybe it's just too much. Yeah. A person might be able to do that for 
one or two days and then they'll just get completely mm-hmm. overwhelmed and stop. But sometimes they don't realize that's w- what's likely to happen for them. So mm-hmm. you have to kind of like, yeah. So you mentioned you worked with, and I think we all do to some, in some capacity work with clients who either don't want to track starting off track and then say, I, is there another option mm-hmm. for me or maybe transitioning off tracking, which I think for a lot of people is eventually the goal. Yeah. There are people like me, like you who are fine tracking our macros indefinitely mm-hmm. um, or at least while we have more specific goals. But for some people it's kind of like, okay, you've been on macros for six months. I think you have a really good idea. Let's transition off. What would you say? And you can talk about some like examples are a few things that somebody can focus on to get started. If you don't want to track your food. Um, one thing I find a lot of people don't do is eat breakfast. Oh, yep. I come across that a ton and then they find that they might have something for lunch or whatever, but then by the evening they're absolutely starving and they just eat everything in sight. Yeah. But they don't really correlate the not eating breakfast with like being so hungry in the evening. So I think getting them to eat, start eating breakfast is um, one thing that can really help. And then I find most people don't eat nearly enough like fruits and vegetables so that's one thing I usually get people to incorporate is just like making a goal, like one fruit and one vegetable each day. And that's a good place to start. And yeah. then once you're, once that's easy, increase it to like two of each per day. And then I find even with a lot of people having one fruit and one vegetable a day, they notice they feel so much better. They're like, um, digestion is better even with just that small increase in fiber they notice a big difference in how they feel and then also how they perform in the gym especially I get a lot of clients that work out in the morning and don't eat anything before mm-hmm. or they have like coffee and they're like oh I feel fine no, you in don't. my workout and I'm like just try have yeah. something like have a piece of toast have an apple and then they're like oh my god <laughs> yeah. I feel yeah. so good in the gym but they don't even realize that they didn't feel good before so always eat something before you work out Yes. The way I see it in my brain, and I feel this, it's like when I start a workout and I haven't eaten enough or I've had a small breakfast and then waited too long to get out for my run, I feel like I'm digging myself into a hole. Mm-hmm. And then when I get back from my run, I'm in this like trench and lunch or breakfast brings me kind of back up, but not even quite to where yeah, I started. Totally. And so the rest of the day, I just feel depleted and like yeah. crap. If I go in fueled up, but digested, then I'm, you know, like topped up and then I come back down to you know it's just like I'm not yeah don't look at me like that so far behind (laughs) that was a good visual I don't know uh yeah you 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 almost dig yourself into a Mm -hmm. hole for the rest of the day I all have clients who are like I'm just like I feel like I'm crazy craving carbs I feel kind of shaky I'm like yeah I mean you just stressed your body out like yeah it wants your body wants fuel before your workout yeah Yeah. and it will perform better if you give it Mm -hmm. that it's like I think it's it's kind of one of those you can get used to the way it feels to not work out or to work out without mm-hmm. food, but it doesn't mean that there's like there's a difference between like do like like performing in spite of and like thriving. Yeah, exactly. Why not thrive if you can? Yeah. yeah. Seems. So that's one thing. Yeah. I've had a lot of clients really find helpful. Yeah is eating something like it doesn't have to be big like a lot of people are like well i'm not hungry in the morning or i can't eat a lot before my workout i don't feel good i'm like just eat something 
Or even if you never ate breakfast before, start with like a handful of berries yeah. for five days. And then once that's better, add something else in. And then your body will get used to having food in the morning. What do you have before your workouts? Because you usually work out at like 9. Yeah, 9.30-ish. I eat the same breakfast every day of my life. <laughs> yeah. welcome to the um, club. <laughs> oatmeal um and i'm really weird and i put cauliflower in my oatmeal like riced cauliflower hmm. for and more volume uh, yeah okay i am shook <laughs> <laughs> she it's ruins thing. she ruins oatmeal i know no you don't even notice it and it gives you like a nice big bowl of oatmeal oh that's so like i'm so interested <laughs> okay. i'm gonna have to do this it's really good yeah it fills you up for longer because yeah. like my workouts whatever two hours yeah and i get very hungry very soon after i eat so that's smart so i have cauliflower and oats and then i put greek yogurt in the oats and some like ground flax and pumpkin seeds it's a hell of a bowl yeah. of oatmeal mm-hmm. <laughs> and frozen berries which do you I eat thought. it from a mixing bowl like I don't. a <laughs> i don't it's a regular human sized bowl oh it's so interesting <laughs> and then some almonds on the side yeah that's a well-rounded breakfast mm-hmm. why not almonds in the oatmeal too big and crunchy. <laughs> yeah, you could do almond. Sli- you could do almond slivers. I could, yeah, but I like the eating of the almonds. Yeah, that's fair. I get the like. Give her just try, just try. Oh yeah, those are good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those wouldn't be that good in. No, you oatmeal. wouldn't want it in your oatmeal. Yeah, not with like the cauliflower. And no, stuff, you know. Yeah, it doesn't go. <laughs> cauliflower goes. Tamari <laughs> almonds. No. You can also put zucchini, shredded zucchini, in your oatmeal. Oh, mm. that's a good yeah mm-hmm. that would get that feel like that would be a little more watery yeah than, it is i've had it before yeah i like the cauliflower better yeah but i mean it's not for everybody vegetables in your breakfast don't knock it till you try yeah. it i guess that's right. it would be like putting spinach in your smoothie which i yeah is something i recommend to people definitely i actually like kale more and i'll tell you why spinach has a bit of a texture to it like it's it's got this like fine yeah. like it kind of gets gritty almost and i can mm. tell when there's spinach in a smoothie and i don't like it it like gets on my teeth hmm. but like kale kale's fine okay so good tip for kale except don't get your kale if it's if it's grown you shouldn't eat kale that's grown on the in the southeast united states ask me why why high levels of arsenic in the groundwater oh. and arsenic if you so they've like um the carolina panthers which are, i'm gonna go on a tangent because it's a good story the carolina panthers who are in they practice in south carolina the play in north carolina um their dietitian, I guess they had had them eating a ton of kale and they all started to exhibit signs of like low testosterone, not good for an NFL team. Nope. Um, so they started digging into why is this happening to like so many people on the team and they figured out it's because they were eating all this kale that was grown in or around North Carolina and because the arsenic levels were so high, arsenic blocks um, – like testosterone production it will shut it down eventually if levels get too high so they had a ton of arsenic in their system stopped producing testosterone got rid of the kale won the season <laughs> they did not win oh. they're not very good but it did fix the <laughs> testosterone issue yeah <laughs> so that's always looking interesting i always look to see where kale comes from before hmm. i eat it sorry about that <laughs> <laughs> what were you talking about great yeah. story thank you um I also on the things to get to look for if if you if you want to change your diet a little bit but you don't want to track is tracking your fiber mm-hmm. is a big one and it kind of goes to your point of like eating more fruits and vegetables. Yeah. I feel like I talk about fiber 
all the time. Some people I like see their five years like four, and I'm yeah. like, dude, do, do you, you poo? poo? <laughs> like straight up. But then some people, it's like, well, I do, and then I guess then you're asking, you have to ask about the consistency because fiber does two things you're like send me a picture <laughs> no no don't. Please don't um but yeah like shooting for we talked about this last week last podcast with Lindsay. shooting for those like ideal numbers like 25 to 30 35 mm-hmm. for men can be really helpful yeah and it makes you feel fuller yeah so that prevents you from eating more if you're a weight loss person but plus high fiber foods are just really good for you yeah have you ever had a client who eats too mi- too much fiber no but I know Meredith has. Yeah. yeah I've had I've a had, few. I've had a client that was eating like 35 to 40 grams, but complaining of like bloating and digestive issues and bringing that down Help. helped. So it was too much for her. But I haven't had anyone eat like 60, 70 grams or anything. The crazy thing is there are people who can actually tolerate it or mm-hmm. they seem to be able to. But what you see happen is like they, they're eating so many calories and they're eating so much, like so many carbohydrates, but it's like you're, you have to, because you're not absorbing everything that you're eating. Mm-hmm. So you could just re- like reduce your fiber intake and then reduce your calorie and carbohydrate intake, which means you're going to absorb more of the food that you eat. It's just this whole thing. Like it's like, it's one of those like, well, fiber is really good for you. So obviously more fiber is better for yeah, you, but, but only to a certain extent. Exactly. Yeah. There's yeah. a limit to that. Mm-hmm. And even if you tolerate it well, it can create other issues and just make your system like less efficient at using the food that you do eat. Yeah. Yeah. But generally the very low end is more. Yeah. Common, oh, it's it's sure. like low fiber, low protein is yeah. pretty typical. Yeah. I have like five, five ish questions for you. Okay to end end off my first one it just came to me was what do you think you bring to the table as a nutrition coach that's like kind of separates you if anything um like what do you you feel you really do well how do you connect well with clients and help them specifically i feel like i'm really patient with them and never like I'm never mean to them or, like, put them down for making mistakes or, like, not being perfect, which a lot of people, like, if they have a bad day, feel really bad about it or, like, they're like, I was so scared for you to read my food logs. And I'm like, well, I'm never going to tell you you're stupid or, like, tell you that you did a bad job. Like, it's just a learning process. And then um, you and I have very different coaching Oh, approaches. Oh, tell people they suck. <laughs> <laughs> Why the hell did you eat that? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I think the fact that I really like to cook and like make lots of different recipes and stuff. Um, my clients find helpful. And even just like I had a client today. I've been posting a lot of like different pasta recipes and s- or not recipes, but like my meals on Instagram. And they were like, oh, I never eat pasta. And now because you have been posting stuff, like I'm going to start trying to eat more or whatever. Like I think just sharing my food a lot is helpful to people, which. Yeah. I I recommend your page, your Instagram page to a lot of my clients who ask for recipes because I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) Rice, chicken and broccoli. (laughs) Um, I do. I do recommend a lot, a lot of people to your page. So, and you are kind of the resident, uh, 
cook and baker and tactic. <laughs> yeah. Um, my next question is, what is your most embarrassing gym moment? Oh. I don't know if I have any. We'll okay, we'll pass. You can say pass. <laughs> we pass it on to Meredith. Most embarrassing gym moment? <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh my God, I have I have probably so many. Um, let me just let me think about yeah, this like for a I second. Yeah, like I can't think of any time. I know I kind of I sprung that on you guys. It's okay. Um, I guess. Uh, let me think about this. I have one that was kind of embarrassing. Only to me, not to anyone else. Um, when I was learning handstand walking and I was struggling and this like um, games athlete named Alex Parker came over <laughs> and like gave me a tip on, I don't even remember what you said, but that was embarrassing because I was like just oh kicking up and falling back constantly and I felt stupid and then, but pr I'm sure your tip helped me and I just like kicked okay. up and walked like 50 feet. And it was you did say the other day that you used to be intimidated by me. Yeah. Cause you thought I was scared of you, but I wasn't scared. I think a lot of people tell me they're scared of me, so I just assume that like I didn't everyone think you were is. mean or anything. Yeah, but like, I wasn't friendly. No. Okay. But that like. So what kind I'm of constructive either. criticism do you have for me? Nothing. Okay. You were in the gym to work out, and that's cool. Like you don't talk to people in the gym, and neither do I. So it's kind of like we're um, the same. when you take a magnet. And yeah, you try to force together two positive ends. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, it's not going to happen. Cause you're both kind of there to do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, but it was like, I was brand new to the gym and I, I realized you were like so good. I didn't, I, I do try now. And I've tried since being at the gym, like to go up to new people and be like, Hey, I'm mm -hmm. Alex. Even though that is but terrifying. I, I already for me. knew who you were and I was like, Oh my God, that's, but Alex I still Parker. do it. Cause I want to be personal. But it, yeah, I definitely was not in the place back then for that. So I apologize. But I didn't talk to you either. True. neither of us talked to people. I think my, like, my most embarrassing gym moments, probably when I just think back to, like, periods of time in general and the way that I was in the gym and then just, like, as a person who's, mm -hmm. like, kind of obsessed with CrossFit. Like, my level one, when I went and got my level one, Julie Fouché was on the level one <laughs> staff. And mm -hmm. I, like, just, like, a idiot like just like fangirled her and yeah. was like oh, i just think you're the best and like what i look back and I'm like oh my god <laughs> no <laughs> you know just like don't be that person but i was mm. and it makes me did cringe. you say that to her did, what yeah like, what exact like words did you say yeah. were you like i'm like did you ask for i think i said something did you get a photo okay, with her here's the love <laughs> did you I, get a photo no i did okay oh. i did I how many it. Just one. Okay. Just one. I'm standing there in my, in my like Lululemon tank top and headband. <laughs> and, but I think I legit said to her, and this makes me very embarrassed to think about. I think I was like, <laughs> of all of the people to be at my level one, I like, I would have, if I could pick anyone, it would have been <laughs> you. Like, I think I said something like that to her and I was like, oh my, it's just like thinking back. <sighs> it's embarrassing. But, you know, we it grow, probably made we her feel good. I'm sure. Yeah, I um, I'm sure it did. But yeah, it makes me cringe. Mm. Just to have you that. talked to her since? I have actually. Yeah. So that's I. I, I, I did I, you say, hey, I do you remember <laughs> me? No, I, I don't like she probably wouldn't remember that unless I was like, here's the picture. Yeah. And she's like, oh, my God. Yeah. 
Um, but we oh have. Oh my god, no, I don't. Yeah. Still so, don't. Nothing's no. coming to me. Which would just only serve to embarrass me now, as like ten years later. But yeah, that's we have interacted, and that makes it even more like in person. To yeah, to think back, to think back about. But then definitely online, we've interacted, and it's just like. <laughs> Anyways, now I want to get under this table and stop talking. It's okay. <laughs> we love you. Yep. Um. Okay. My next question, and this is. Okay, I'm just, these are ego boosters for us. Actually, no, I'm going to go to this one. You're a very, somewhat quiet person. Would you, like, fairly introverted? Yeah. Like, somewhat. <laughs> have you ever, and I'm just, this is my own curiosity. Have you ever screamed at anybody? Like, out of anger? Yeah, like being so. so mad. No. When you get really mad, are you, do you become very quiet? Yeah. You're or quiet. I just, like, cry. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you go the, you get, like rage like tears quite easily yeah yeah do you see how obsessed ivy is with you <laughs> oh, right now no. <laughs> but she won't take my cookies no i made ivy cookies and she won't eat them she's like trying to figure you out though she's trying to yeah that's what i thought was uh, gonna happen she wants to be in the lap okay back to my questions <laughs> and i don't want these to get weird but what do you like about each of us and who do you like better oh I like you both equally. Knew That's it. a lie. It's <laughs> um, okay. I feel like Alex and I are very similar in a lot of ways. I would agree with that. Yeah. In the best ways only. Though, yeah, right? of course. Like, I don't have any of your negative. No, no. Traits. <laughs> <laughs> and then I like that Meredith is not so quiet because... Then she talks a lot, and then we don't have to talk as much. I do serve as the social mm-hmm. lubricant. Good. What? It was a little like I came up for four Meredith, and I was like, Ooh. but we did okay. No, yeah, we had we did okay. Conversation. There was no awkward silence. No. So our friend um, Jordan, you probably remember Jordan yeah. Adcock when she was here. She's our buddy. She moved. She's in Texas now, but we had like a bit of a like a trio, and so when the three of us were, I was fine with Jordan alone because she's my friend. I brought her here. Mm. And, um, the three of us were fine together. And when the three of us were together, Jordan, bless you, Jordan and Alex would conversate. But then when I would leave and they had to like carpool together or something, Mm. it's just awkward. It was awkward. (laughs) I, I can count the number of times on my hand when I was alone with Jordan because we just never Mm. did it. Avoid that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not just you. I, I work as, it wasn't like bad. It was just. I think we were so used to having Meredith. Yeah. To like carry the group. Yeah. That as soon as we were alone, we were like, oh. Yeah. I feel like once I get to know people, I'm not that quiet. No. Agreed. Yeah. I agree like, with that. Yeah. agree with that. Yeah. I find, uh, have you ever taken a personality test before? Like no. a Myers-Briggs? It's, it sort of tells you where you fall on the like extrovert introvert scale. Mm. So you probably know where you are roughly. Yeah. I'm not on the scale. I no. Like. <laughs> You're <all> off the <laughs> scale. Yeah. I am like right so like I'm sort of in the middle but I am on the introvert side yeah. which just makes it a situational thing for me but I get so tired yeah. when I have to like interact with people for a long period mm-hmm. of time especially if it's people I'm not partic- even if it's people I'm familiar with like if it's a lot of FaceTime with someone even family by the end of the day I'm just like I need to be alone yeah and preferably asleep <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah a lot of people say they don't pick up introvert vibes and it's just because I'm really good at hiding it but it makes me tired. Mm-hmm. 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 Do you have any more questions for Jill? Well, I was going to ask, so you have, I like to talk about people's pets. Oh, okay. Um, and you have, so Ivy's there 
but you're a dog person i you am have, yeah but i really like ivy she's like a dog she's a nice cat yeah, yeah she's like she's basically mm-hmm. a dog and my dog is basically a cat so, so i think know, ivy yeah. is bigger than your dogs oh like probably bigger than both yeah how together. much do your dogs weigh um micro is a little chihuahua and he's just around four pounds okay and so she's bigger than double Sammy's like eight yeah she's bigger than both your yeah. dogs <laughs> not together she's 10 pounds okay no yeah but yeah. close she might be yeah. she'll get to 12 eventually yeah. so yeah and which one is the so you told me yesterday that when you take one to the vet for temperature check it prefers to have the butt thermometer to mm-hmm. the ear thermometer yeah he freaked out when they tried to put the thermometer in his ear so they were like, okay, we'll just shove it up your butt. And he didn't even move. He's like, <laughs> cool with it. Yeah. <laughs> like, Ivy was so not cool with uh, the butt thermometer. Yeah. She was like offended. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> She's like, where am I and why is this happening? Yeah. Um, how old are your dogs? They're 11 and 13. Cool. But little dogs, like, they have a, they live longer, right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like chihuahuas live forever. So they're, they're just like gonna... blind and have no teeth. And yeah. Bite like people and the the <laughs> oldest yeah the oldest dogs they have like an ugly not that your dogs are ugly but they they do have an ugly dog contest every year and it tends to be like a very old chihuahua totally. or like chinese crested yeah. they're like blind their tongues out the side of yeah, their mouth totally. they're like he's so cute I'm like, oh. i mean it's cute that he's it's still endearing. alive yeah endearing. yeah it is endearing they're cute in the like right an word. ugly way yeah yeah um so aside from oh, she is like very obsessed. <laughs> aside from Can West, um, what like what goals do you have? And I don't like I don't even know if Can West is a goal, but what what else do you have on your radar like in the sh- the short term for goals? Um, this can be athletics, uh, education. It can be anything. Like just what's well, on your radar? What are you working on? I'm working on my bar muscle ups. Yeah, which. I don't know what my issue is with them. Did you get my so brain doesn't like them? Have you had a bar muscle? No. So you did the ring, yeah. no bar. I was I was ring first, bar second. I oh, think okay. it's actually more common to go bar first. Totally. Ring People I are like, bar. I don't understand. They're like, how can you do ring muscle ups and not bar muscle ups? I'm like, I don't know. The bar doesn't move, and yeah. I can't get my body around it. Exactly. You can't go like through the yeah. bar. You can go through the ring. They're like, just do it the same. No, like, it's not the no, same. It doesn't. No. If I do, I will break my sternum. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. thank you for suggesting that. So I'm getting close. I think. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of hoping that happens before Can West. And then if they show up, I can do them. Yeah. I mean, when it's like once up. you like once you it clicks, you're like, oh, that's hopefully. How you do that. yeah. yeah. And then it becomes a little bit easier. But that's cool. I was stuck on bar muscle ups for a long time. It didn't yeah, make sense to me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I struggled a long time with like getting my hips up to the bar. So yeah. I got that part now. And I just have to figure out how to like. Get, get over. over the bar. Yeah. That's the trick. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently you have to get yourself over the bar. Yeah, that's the second. Yeah. yeah. So. Prerequisite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, and then I'm going to the CrossFit Games. In that's August, right. Which I'm so excited yeah. about. You're going to Madison. Yeah. It is fun. It is fun. Yeah. It's Except fun to spectate. People are like, where are you going this summer? And I'm like, Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> and I'm like, why? It's pretty nice there, Lake though. Lake Minnewaka. Yeah. To watch people work out. Like, yeah. what? Just leave it alone. It's going to be fun. <laughs> it is great. Did you get Coliseum tickets? Yes. Yeah. Good. You'll like yeah. that. A lot of people go and they don't get the Coliseum mm-hmm. tickets. And I think that you miss 
really like the fun parts of the experience. And you're going all the way there. Like you might Mm -hmm. as well do it all, right? Yeah. But it's great. I hope the weather's good like it was uh, the last few years. 2017 was not a good year for weather. Yeah, was a really rainy year, right? Yeah. That was the first year that it was there, Mm. which was like the first Madison year. So everybody's like, oh, is this how it's going to be? But it's been good every year since then. I hope it's hot. Yeah. It can get really hot, really humid there. So no, it's fun. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. If people want to find you online, uh, what's your, where do people find my, you online? My Instagram is jkerslake19. And that's where most of the that's recipes and the stuff recipes go. And stuff Very go. good. Um, um, same as Facebook, but I don't use Facebook that much. Yeah. Ditto. Joe, like we have a Facebook, uh, a facebook group for tactic yeah and jill is basically runs it i try so if you're (laughs) ever interested in yeah like seeing what we're up to and yeah getting more recipes and stuff that's where you should go yep um well it's been great having you on we really appreciate it um it was fun yeah it's been fun talking about we don't do a, a we don't chat a lot about macros and meal prep and stuff and kind of what really what shows up with people most often in this kind of quest for healthier Mm -hmm. lifestyle and nutrition. So this was really productive and enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Thanks again. And to everyone listening, thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you again on the next episode.